0: back how do you know that because I clicked the live button trust it I hope so should Apple take notes will (laughs) yeah they should based on the first story all right (laughs) what do I know though uh, You're coming in with the heat on a Monday.
1: Ooh, you? Me? <laughs> I got no heat, dude. <laughs> I got no heat. I barely. I rolled out of bed and I landed right here. Oh, okay, you, you just understand? down. Yes. Yeah. Like I fell off my. I fell off the bed and then I landed in this chair. Right, right. And I'm still trying to determine if this is. Uh, a, a dream state Or reality What time did you sleep Was it a late one My kids were making me play Overwatch last oh, night Oh okay Yeah 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 And yeah. Uh, so I'm just go. doing damage And stuff And they're okay. They're so good That they can Insulate me And make me feel like I'm good in the At the game Oh okay Do you know what I mean So you did uh, Triples I think What does that mean
0: Like Like a team of three?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there was three of us. Yeah. Yeah yeah. And uh but like they they play the hard roles, like uh healing and tank and all that stuff. And then I play I play (laughs) You're the the damage. I play the fun role, which is damage and Oh (laughs) jeez. What's the matter? Uh the I don't know, someone switched the zoom. Hold on one. Damn, that's tight. Someone switched. Who's guilt, who could be guilty of such things? That was a tight one. <laughs> there you go. I like how you just cut to it anyway. Like, see what we got here. I didn't know. See what we got over there. All here. right, hold on. No, I, I, somebody's asking if I'm a gamer. Listen, I'm not really a gamer. It's just what happened is, like, my kids are into it, and then they think it's the most novel thing ever. Uh huh. to, like, watch me sort of struggle through it and scramble through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my older son, he's like, man, you know what? Your aim is not bad. Okay. And yeah. they, they were encouraging and things, and then all of a sudden, I was dealing all types of damage. That's good. And getting the hang of it obviously it's a game where all these different characters have these different attributes so i try to simplify as much as possible and i know i'm not gonna play it a lot so i I just should live stream (laughs) so i just try to simplify as much as possible what's going on and then yeah uh and then get insulated by them and their skill set
0: okay yeah so
1: like these guys will give me the shield they're doing they're damage boosting me you know they're like they're basically they're basically making me look way better than i am yeah yeah which is
0: kind of what because it because they're
1: they're called pockets yeah I, oh yeah. man i was pocketed yeah i'll tell you what i was pocketed all mm-hmm. day they don't heal the other people they just pocket you i'm <laughs> telling you i was getting pocketed and uh and i loved it because it makes you you know i mean, I mean what i like about this game is it and, is it is it does resemble teamwork in other games or in real life games yeah like
0: because there are specific roles
1: specific roles and you can play a role that is not about the limelight like you can play a role player type sure, role. Yeah. yeah which reminds me of sports like when they say e-sports like i can get closer to it when i recognize that you know some guys take the take the path that's uh not as glamorous you know what i'm uh-huh, saying uh-huh. it's not as glamorous and and then, and then how much better you can look and feel as a player when your team is good. Yeah. Like, holy, it's uh-huh, night uh-huh. and day. Yeah, yeah. And then if you're just playing like how I am when I get a new laptop over here and I'm just like randomly going to quick play or something, and there's very little organization, it's like it can be a complete mess quickly. Yeah, And everybody, you
0: play with randoms.
1: Randoms. Nobody's going into the mix together. No one's coordinating each other. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's saying... I'm sitting local with these two guys, and they're like, yo, move, left, go, go, go. They're like, wait, 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 man. Where are you going? Wait. And they're like, oh, damn. You can really
0: make a team, like, really successful if you coordinate.
1: Coordination is wild in that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coordination is wild. But you know me. I'm not getting on these headsets and stuff. I just look at the guy right across over there, and we're just chatting in real life. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. In the game But then the three of us At least are in real life And
0: So I was just thinking What's the setup like Is it like a dining room table Mm -hmm. And then
1: you have all the laptops It's our dining room table That's exactly (laughs) You nailed it That's exactly Uh, what it was All land up Like obviously my wife Is not Loving the look (laughs) right now (laughs) Just shaking her head Obviously not loving the look right now But then they're giggling And laughing so much I see like Ah well They're having a time Or whatever they're doing over there Yeah So we played four games We went 4-0 and wow, okay, and okay. I was getting damage in the tens of thousands and like twenty plus of limbs and they were just making me look good. Okay, good. And that's awesome. I guarantee now they're gonna be like, oh, we're a team now. That's it. we're, we're MLG. Yeah. Like uh yeah. time to log on. And I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be like, guys, I got I got all this other stuff. I can't just sit and uh-huh. but it is you do remember that kind of contagiousness from when you were a youngster and you could just sit and play and get better and better and better and better and you're just like, wow, man, four games and I was feeling, I'm I'm not like, I'm not doing, I'm not you know what I mean? But I'm feeling like I'm getting a little smoother with it over (laughs) here I'm getting a little... Just trying to I'm starting to catch my bearings all of a sudden my my crosshairs are starting to find the head a little bit more i'll tell yeah. you what you're just clicking I, heads yeah my uh my time to kill is going down because okay. of the accuracy you know i'm starting to, the thing about that game too is you start to figure out um you fine tune yeah, but but you start to figure out the abilities of all the other people because yeah. that's where i 'm yeah, yeah. weak because i just don 't play it so i'm like what were the why is there a bird throwing bombs up there? Like, what? Yeah. Excuse me, what? And then, and then they've all got their different alt moves, and, yep. and, and you're like, oh, what is this person up? And then once you start to gauge it, you're like, oh, I see what he's doing. Boom, uh-huh, I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm retreating or whatever it might be. <laughs> now I'm excited. <laughs> I want to play right now. <laughs> I was playing last night, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. I oh, was, you could
0: have uh, been on our team. We would have been even better. I know. You should have hit me up. We would have been even better. Yeah. It's a, it's a really fun game. Like you said, there is teamwork. And I think if you have like a couple of buddies around, you can really coordinate and win like really quickly. Yes. And go up the ranks. So
1: yeah, you can uh, organization beats chaos every time. For sure. Every time. And that game is a perfect example of it. Yeah, Yeah. You come in disorganized, you're going to lose. And it's amazing how quickly into a game you can recognize if the other team's organized or not. Yeah. Like instantly. Like my kids would just be like, we got it. And I'd be like, "What? How do you know?" And they're like, "I just see the way they're coming at us here. It's, they're dead." <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, "Okay, all right, sick." And then, and then in this other game where we had a, we went to overtime and everything like that. Oh, okay. They knew right away. They're like, "Dad, get your stuff together, man, because we might lose this one." And sure, And sure. I'm like, "Man," at that point I'm three and zero, so I'm like, "I gotta. I you don't want to lose. Up, yeah. I don't want to yeah. lose right now." Yeah. But then they got to go to bed because they got school and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like One more game <laughs> They gotta go to bed Because it's cool And stop man. Yeah. And uh, And I'm like Let's just finish this up On a high note Sure And so they got the overtime And you know what They were doing They were, pu- they were pushing The load The, the payload The payload okay. They were pushing it yeah. And And it was right At our doorstep man Oh wow And, and they were like Don't die Don't die Like that's the thing Don't die Don't yeah. give them a yeah. chance and so my younger son, he we we had a respawn they were push, 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 and he just needed to touch. He okay, needed to okay. touch and live. Touch the payload and live. You yeah, know what I'm trying yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, say yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. It's intense. So he touched the payload and lived. And then my older son loved it. He was like, that was a sick touch. Because yeah. he should have died, but he was sneaky with it. Sure, sure. And then all of us came in there and, and we held our ground, man we held our ground and we pushed them back and then time ran out and bingo another victory wow that's uh that's what
0: it is overwatch if it's like a really good like competition in each team it's uh it can get really fun
1: yeah and they, and the thing they keep trying to tell me is I gotta take my energy off the tanks, but I can't do it. I love I love the big target of the tanks. When I see that guy, if I see that uh, the guy with the hook, yeah. if if I see uh, the guy with the big shield, okay. If yeah. I see these guys and I'm the damage, I can't help it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm like I gotta weaken you. But of course they tell me i gotta get these other squishy. Gotta get the i gotta healers. get the squishy ones yeah. and 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 i'm like all right fine and i'm just picking them out of the sky or whatever it is <laughs> but it's so satisfying when you take a tank down for sure if yeah. you get the tank yeah because they have a lot of health they look so much weaker as a group when that sure. tank is respawning and so yeah you know, i couldn't help it well and if you keep the right range on a tank, you can win. You can beat them if you keep the right range. You just yeah, have to yeah. keep them far, f- far enough away from you. For sure. Yeah, it's uh it's always a good time. Don't get me started, Will. No,
0: we should uh, we should run around. I think. Don't get me started, Will. I think um, Dave plays as well. Dave Two mm-hmm. D, mm-hmm. and he's good. Yeah. I think Kirk plays as well.
1: You're so. putting together a, an all star team here. Yeah, I'm putting together a league. Yeah, that's right the old man league men's league (laughs) league, Uh, geezer league that's the name my new gaming channel it's called men's league you gotta be over a certain age to get in unless those are my kids (laughs) yeah oh man good times yeah someone says lose out here not focusing the mains tanks are made to draw fire off the mains there you go. Somebody just you know. see that's my kids would love this guy. My yeah. kids would be like, see that? Just dropping knowledge left and Maybe right. they like, see that? Yeah. See so I'm talking about that. And the other thing that I do that pisses them off is I always do my ult right away because I get too excited. Oh, once you get it? Yeah. I'm just yeah. excited. I'm just like, I don't care. I want max damage right now. So just to remind people, who's the who's your guy? Who do you pick, Soldier? You pick Soldier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did mess around with the new character. Which one? The new, the newest character, I think, uh, from Toronto. They're be, They're they're like oh, the characters from Toronto. Um, soldier. Her, yeah, Soldier. Yeah. Who has like a very similar name to Soldier? I know. And does similar almost things. The same thing. But according to my kids, now I don't know. People might disagree on this. According to my kids when that character first launched that character was was very uh op oh yeah yeah it might (laughs) it might have been op and then i don't know if it got nerfed and and they claimed that soldier got buffed okay yeah. so i was going back and forth between the two and it's just this one you get the uh, you get the little slide soldier you get the faster at the heel and the faster running in general yeah yeah all the time and for some reason the helix rocket he has just works in my brain like as a as a finishing like i'm because you know i use i use every bullet in the clip every time of course yeah right like i don't don't check my accuracy because i don't care Uh i use every bullet in the clip every time you can Uh quote me on that yeah, and so then the helix is just beautiful right at the end. If there's that yeah, little, that's a finisher. There's yeah. that little bit of health remaining there in the uh-huh. helix, and you just hear that little. Yeah, because he's because that's a goner. That's a death. You death. know what I'm saying? Or a kill, I should say. Because that's a
0: goner right there. You you're excited. I've never seen you so excited before.
1: No, listen, I'm just uh, I'm just on dad mode. You know, like yeah. I just do what I got to do. I wouldn't reach for it just randomly. Uh huh. I wouldn't reach
0: for that. I wouldn't. You were well. The thing is, you were kind of caroused and and forced into it. That's right. But then you actually enjoy it.
1: So well, because here's the thing. Like I, I support their stuff. If if they're. Uh, progressing in a thing, I say, so, you know that it doesn't matter if it's that or that sure, or yeah. that. I'm over there. I support. I say, okay, show me about it. I'm willing to learn. Like I'm even gonna be willing to look like an idiot in some cases. Yeah. And that's what you gotta do is dad that's, in dad, dad mode. Yeah. That's dad. what you gotta do in dad mode. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I'll start. It. I'll start at the bottom. Start from the bottom. I'll put me at the bottom. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if okay. I still got it. And I found out last night, hey, why are you still I still have it. Yeah. We gotta wait and see, right? I'm not gonna go undefeated forever. <laughs> But if I keep yeah. rolling with this crowd, <laughs> It'll take you to the top, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm telling you, those 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 boys, man, they'll mess you up. They well, they're they're competitive too,
0: yeah. so they know like. To take advantage of that
1: You don't want to run into those boys I'll tell you what On a yeah. good night You don't want to run into those guys Because they yeah, work together They work together too And my younger scary. one Listens to my older one And it's just like Oof Right, right. Man Because like you You might assume that There would be arguments That would break out You might assume That it might be like Shut up Or rage Or whatever Sometimes the older one Gets frustrated with the younger one But the vast majority of the time The younger one Is like Go do this you know, right, right, right. flank whatever uh you need to touch like he's uh heal this guy do that he, it's like having it's like it's like it's like uh it's like warfare it's like a general he can send yeah because the
0: idea is to be victorious is to I'm, win I'm the cu- bigger picture
1: i'm curious right now because obviously you've played this game and and i'm i've played four rounds of it okay but in a competitive scenario. Would you have uh, like a captain of the team? Um. Yeah. You would. You right? would. You would
0: have one. Um. I haven't watched Overwatch League mm-hmm. in a while. Um. But it's usually is it the damage dealer? Usually one guy. The captain is the damage dealer. Oh, that's he interesting. Calls out the shots that's because- interesting
1: because I got the feeling as I played that actually eat the tank or the healers are kind of important right because right. i felt like damage is pretty obvious yeah. it's a pretty obvious task and if i wasn't protected my my usefulness goes way down right. like i try to stay near that tank and that tank needs to know not to be overly aggressive because if that tank acts like a tank like i got hold for days i'm going straight in whatever and doesn't coordinate with me yeah yeah, yeah. it's not as powerful it's not as capable
0: no you might be right it might be actually the tank
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm just saying what i was noticing as i was going Uh as i was going in this and i also i was using a new gaming laptop which was just absolute balls to the wall frames or something it was balls to the wall (laughs) dude (laughs) (laughs) my balls were pinned to the wall (laughs) That's very graphic. Man. I was like, I was like, uh, why am I hanging here? Balls
0: first. Well, yeah. When you play Overwatch, that's what happens. I got this new.
1: <laughs> I got this new. I came to the studio with them. They're like, you. Okay. They were like, you gotta find a gaming laptop, and I was like, well, I unboxed all these sick ones recently. And then there's one I didn't even make a video yet, so I was very careful. So anybody who watches an upcoming video is going to be me pristinely repacking. That's a teaser for you. It's a repack uh, unbox video, Uh, but the thing has a 4090 in it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And a 240 hertz display, 500 nits. I mean, my retinas were Mm -hmm. just blazing. I didn't blink once, dude. <laughs> it's just red. I didn't blink. Bloody w- eyes. Dude. I didn't blink once, dude.
0: Yeah, you got to get you got to get the frames up.
1: And the other thing, well, I, yeah, I had to yeah. I had 240 frames on ultra, no problem. Okay, okay. But but the thing was since we were all in this dining room table, his uh, one of my kids' laptops the the exhaust was right where my hand was and I was just <laughs> getting fried crispy I was just getting fried. I was like, man, can we figure it out it but it was all precarious like cables and because you want to yeah, have you want be yeah, plugged yeah, in yeah. when you're trying to do 240 frames and uh-huh, uh-huh. so it was all pre- precarious situation. Wow. wow and but yeah my I'm telling you my hand I was like I felt I thought I might be doing damage to it at one point couple burnt hairs why didn't you move why didn't you like shift over a little bit it would be because of the the nature of three giant laptops uh, at one okay. table it was yeah. there was no optimal gotcha you know gotcha that's what I mean we could we obviously could if we do this more frequently we could put something together that's a, a mm-hmm. little bit uh, more uh Permanent, semi permanent, like sure. something like that. That sure. we're not at the dining room. But then there's also something kind of novel about the the we can pick it up, put it away, like, uh uh-huh, uh. Uh-huh. Yeah, clean up and go. I don't know. Like the laptop aspect of it. Or yeah, yeah, so, yeah, anyway. It was like an old fashioned land situation yeah, yeah, going yeah on in there. Classic. it reminded me of the of the old Halo days when I was, you know. When I could actually handle some of those long-range weapons. Now, I'm just spray and pray more more likely. But I don't know. Maybe if I keep going with it, get that aim dialed. Maybe, I think you should. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll also dabble with some of the long-range. You know, the first thing my kids did, they, they grabbed... This the last piece on this. They grabbed the settings and they modified my stuff so significantly for the actual uh-huh, cro- yeah. crosshairs and stuff. Yeah, you gotta. They were, you gotta. Like, they were like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying. Look me right in the face. I am helping you. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I am helping you right now. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, let's go then. Let's go then.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of modifications that you can do to up your game. It's mm. just very slight, but it matters. Mm. And
1: having a, a good mouse too. I just took the one. I took that really lightweight uh, white one from over there. It was by. Okay. Spy- Damn, I'm going to forget the the company now. Is it Glorious? Model? No, it's uh, the company. They also make really nice keyboards. Very modular. Their their logo is a mountain. I think they're peak mountain something. Oh, Everest. Is it Everest? Everest. uh... Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, super lightweight. Very, thank God, because my hand was getting cooked as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was using this mouse. Okay. Yeah, show show the mice over here. Yeah, I was using this mouse. The white one. But in white. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. Okay, okay. No, 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 it was pretty good. Now, the thing is though, I started getting a little weird about it. I started getting a little weird. Is it called Everest? No. Mountain. Mountain. That's what I said. Mountain. I said mountain. Sorry about <laughs> that. I said mountain. Makaloo sixty seven. I started getting a little bit weird about it, Will. Yeah. Yeah. What? Did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? Was it the volume on your iPad? No. I got no volume on. Oh. That was a ghost, man. It was it sounded like me saying, Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. But it wasn't me. Well, Do you have a soundboard? No. No. You don't have a, mm, yeah, on a soundboard? <laughs> you should get that. Uh, yeah. That could be good, actually. Did you, like, was it a noise when you moved the iPad? It was, like, no. sh- shuffling or something? It sounded like, mm, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Duke uh, okay, okay. I'm getting, getting carried away here. No, so I started getting weird, right? Okay, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so that meant I started looking at, like, keyboards and things like that. Because... There's no substitute for, like, the key switches sure. or action. Oh, yeah. So the keyboard's called Everest. Mountain Everest. Yeah. The keyboard is crazy with, it's like, all the modular pieces and yeah. stuff. Very cool. It, it's extremely cool. We did a video. We did a video. Yeah, yeah, you can go yeah. look it up. Um, and you can pick your switches and everything else. So I started getting weird, Will. oh And I was like, why has it got to be this way? Because I like the idea of a gaming laptop. Uh-huh. Love it, actually, because I can just put it away mm-hmm. when I'm not using it. And then the idea, like, these things are so overpowered now. Mm. With Like, I'm easily getting these frames in a mm-hmm. laptop, so do I really need anything big? And the displays are so nice. Do I really—the one I was looking at was 18-inch eight, 18, 18 display at whatever yeah, rate. Yeah, they're like, getting bigger. Dude, I was just—I was fine. Yeah. So, but I was missing the keyboard feel because you just have the laptop keyboard you're going with and you don't have... Not, Not strictly, like, mechanical, like... I mean, I know that there are mechanical keyboards on gaming laptops. We've featured them before, but it's not to the same extent, the same amount of travel that you can experience with a dedicated keyboard. But then I'm like, well, the ergonomics of a laptop, and I got, this is where I got weird and carried away. The ergonomics of a laptop, you really want the display closer to you, then you might want your arm extended. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because typically on a on a on a desktop setup, like say I have the monitor here, mm-hmm. and the keyboard here. That's fine. The keyboard can be here, but the monitor's big. So my actual range Comparatively, it's a bit different. So you end up playing with the monitor further away when you have a laptop uh-huh, by nature uh-huh. of the ergonomics. Yeah. Not ideal because the display size, if you want to fill your vision, would probably be closer than would be comfortable if you have a relatively long arm. So I'm like, the mouse feels absolutely perfect. Uh-huh. The mouse, I'm, I'm extended and I have the display in the center. Yeah. So this is where I got weird. Okay, yeah. I was like, why don't I just get one of those clickies, like over here, on okay. the left hand. Okay. So the laptop sits in the middle, and I got the clicky going on the left, and I got the mouse on the right. Okay, the clicky. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, From yeah. Razer? You don't Yet. know what I'm talking about. Show the people what I'm talking uh, about. I ordered this instantly. Could be a mistake. Razor. Maybe I'll follow up with you guys and let you know. It could be a complete uh, mistake razor was it called to, you gotta go to their website uh, it, it's a weird it's a weird name like to to I'm not gonna remember it why well, think I'd always have such weird names for it too you know go to maybe go to keyboards it's gotta be in there you gotta count as a keyboard hmm what you're dead bud no no I'm I'm not giving. You're you dead. think I'm giving up on this you're crazy I guess it's there it is right there down right there keypad oh keypad this is what i got tatarus the razor tatarus v2 programmable so that's what i'm gonna <laughs> that's what i'm uh, gonna be trying so extreme but <laughs> i <laughs> like told what? you i told you i was gonna get weird man uh, i told you i was about to get well no not v2 sorry i got the pro one on, okay. the, on the okay. right over there because it has uh the, it's actually membrane keys on the v2 gotcha. the pro has analog optical switches okay and adjustable actuation that's what i'm looking for and i'm just like because because i'm like listen i i'm not typing a document here i'm not uh, yeah this is strictly for gaming that's all it is and and then i can put that away too if i'm I don't know. Maybe I'll hate it. But it just feels like my hand and arm is going to like that. You see a lot of people using these with the other type of games where you have tremendous inputs and they yeah. might even have the mouse with 100 buttons on the side. Yeah. For, for like uh, for, WoW? Or yeah, something. for these type of things. But I'm going to see if I can make it work in, a, in the Overwatch realm. That'll be you. And I'm going to program it, dude. I'm going to have all my buttons specific to my my guys, you know? I'm going to well. just map it out, you know? <laughs> You're dead. You don't want to run into me now. I don't even want to. You don't want to run into me. Why is everybody in the chat saying, uh, talk about Elon and Apple? What is that? Do you have Elon that story? I don't know. Maybe maybe we're getting trolled here. <clears throat> no, Not those are all old. Me. I don't know. Oh, are, are people just saying our usual topics? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, maybe. we're gonna have that. <laughs> don't you worry. Talk about Elon and Apple. Yeah, there you go. See, I've seen the chat over there. They just mean in general. Yeah, man. I think they're done with Overwatch. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I am, but you know, they're other people, other people tell us, "Shut up already about Elon and Apple." Yeah, but so they don't. We try. We they we don't try really mean things. it because the vast majority of people want to know about those topics yeah tesla elon apple sony we're, we're getting into wills are eating list here uh-huh yeah yeah uh a couple of I randoms a couple of yeah. randoms at the end social media i mean if you try to like cover all the categories right mm-hmm Uh, Will's top story of the day, move over iPhone 15. Here's what iPhone 4 would look like if they try to redo it in 2023 An iPhone 4 reimagined. People have nostalgia for these earlier iPhones, the design language, uh, the scale of them because phones got so big. So now people have nostalgia for that. Uh, I was driving around. I saw a billboard for the chicken Big Mac. Oh, yeah. The McDonald's Chicken Big Mac. And I was like, you know, they got a winner on their hands there. I don't need to eat it or anything. But you just know. I just know they do because the nostalgia with the Big Mac brand uh, and then just a twist on it. Yeah. I, I was just like, man, marketing-wise, it just—I saw the billboard. It was like, that's right. It's a chicken Big Mac. I was like, oh, you guys. They- They got it. You know exactly what you're doing because the chicken sandwiches were on the come up and everybody was talking about it. And they're like, you know what? We got this brand you may have forgot. It's a little something called Big Mac. And when you were growing up, you probably heard the words Big Mac.
0: (laughs) The chicken Big Mac.
1: (laughs) Mac. I'm just, see? You see what it's doing to you? Holy crap. 1,100 milligrams of sodium, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Of course it is. Why do you think it tastes so good, man? thing will swell you right up. <laughs> uh chicken yeah, listen. So this reminds me of that. The way that people are nostalgic for familiar things from a past life. It just seems to be the way that our experience here on Earth goes. Yeah. And people are nostalgic for other you know, their their memories of how novel these phones felt mm-hmm. when they first picked up an iPhone 4. And they're like, wait, what? You're using glass? Wait, what? You're using metal? Wait, what? It's all sandwiched together and faster and capacitive. And wait, what? I don't need a camera anymore? That was iPhone 4. iPhone 4 was like a big leap, man. Yeah. It might have been. You might have called it a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It
0: was one of those phones where the... (laughs) It's just that you,
1: you, what are the chances that during the presentation, they use the word oh, game yeah, changer? Definitely. Guaranteed, yeah. right? Probably like at least 10 times. And this is going to be a game changer. Ooh. Woo! Woo. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo.
0: But I remember specifically this, this phone, I was like, okay, now I have to have this phone. I've never had like any opportunity where I can say that, but this, I remember this time I was like, I need it right now. I will have this phone. Like the chicken Big Mac.
1: You will be mine. (laughs) You're going to try that chicken Big Mac, aren't you? I will, yeah. Yeah, Maybe maybe on the show. I knew you would try that one. Uh, So yeah, so this one's reimagined and modernized, very slim, if any bezel at all. I, I really like that last frame render you had there. Bigger camera modules because, well, bigger is better with cameras. I don't know; people seem to feel that way. That kind of fits, eh? What do you mean, like I don't the know. diagonal? Well, they somehow were somehow it just fits this uh, profile. They did they did the diagonal in a smaller way, right? With uh-huh. the previous gen, so they're not necessarily against the diagonal. I know it felt weird at first. Now it feels kind of normal. Uh, it does. It, maybe the diagonal is to avoid the stovetop look. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's people's criticism when you have right, these right, big right. discs. Is, oh, it looks like a stovetop. Yeah. I Listen. This I, is capacitive. I think that people, uh, I think people could be into something like this. No doubt. If it's slim enough. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, Could there be, I mean, you and I have talked extensively about this idea. If, if there really can be a small phone in the future. If people will really go back to something a little bit smaller. I think the only way that's going to happen, Will, Uh is if we start to use our voice more for navigation. If we start to use our voice more and interact with the screen itself less, we Mm -hmm. may want the, the portability of a smaller form factor device. And then the other way is if more stuff happens on our face, and by that I mean lenses and displays and things that we're wearing that are capable of mimicking a large screen, then maybe we don't need to lug around a brick mm-hmm. in our pocket. So these are the ways in which the small phone may make a comeback. But the problem is that's too far off. And the most recent experiment, which was the mini iPhone, mm-hmm. well, it went night-night, as you're well aware.
0: Yeah. It was really portable. I think it, it really worked for some people um, mm. who don't want to carry a big phone and um, just want something portable. So hopefully this comes back and it's, like, super thin. This is a really nice design. Very
1: clean. You want to give some credit to whoever came up with the renders here? Is it G8 Mate Nate? Yeah. Yeah. G8 M8 N8. I don't know how I'm supposed to read that, interpret it, but. um, Is it Gate Mate Nate? Maybe. It's like a license plate. It's like when you see one of those license plates and you're trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. His name is Nate. Oh. So I got the Nate part sick yeah apple is set to open the first its first retail store in india next month followed quickly by its second i thought they had already done this or maybe the last
0: they they launched the store like the online store Mm. but not an actual physical store
1: okay so i do think that there was a moment where you and i were talking about their commitment to do so to open Mm. physical stores in India, but I guess it's actually happening now. The opening of Apple's first retail in India has been years in the making and has faced countless delays, according to a new report from the Economic Times. However, Apple is finally on track to open its flagship store in India sometime in April. The first Apple store in India will be located in Mumbai at the Premium Geo World Drive Mall. It will come in at over 22,000 square feet and is, is described as a retail landmark, similar to Apple's outlets in Los Angeles, New York, Beijing, Milan, and Singapore. Shortly after the opening of the first store in Mumbai, Apple will reportedly open its second store in Delhi. This location is on track to open sometime between April and June, according to industry executives cited by the Economic Times. This store will be located in the Select City Walk Mall in Saket and will be over 10,000 square feet. So, oh, that's interesting, about half the size of the Mumbai location. Mm. Fitouts are completed for both the stores, a person said. In fact, the fitout was completed for the Delhi store ahead of the Mumbai one. But since Mumbai will be the flagship Apple store in India, it will open first next month, and then the Delhi one comes soon after that. We know Apple has uh, shifted its focus to India in a big way, not just from a retail perspective, but also from a manufacturing perspective. Realizes the scale and opportunity in that particular market and wants to be a part of it. They've historically not represented an enormous market share in India, and I can see why they would imagine that would eventually be a huge problem. And so the time is now to start to make a dent in that market in a retail way. Google finds 18 zero-day vulnerabilities in Samsung Exynos chipsets. So we started to talk about this on a previous episode, about how uh, Google research teams have been looking into some of the modems on a variety of devices from Samsung, but also where they had been using Samsung hardware in their own pixel devices. Mm -hmm. Project zero is the name of Google's zero day bug hunting team. And they discovered and reported 18 zero day vulnerabilities in Samsung's Exynos chipsets using mobile devices. Uh, The modem security flaws. Yeah. So these are the ones reported between late 2022 and early 2023 Some were more serious than others and some have been patched, I believe the software updates to make things worse. worse with minimal additional research. Experienced hackers could create an exploit capable of remotely compromising vulnerable devices without triggering the targets attention. I think they had talked about just by having the phone number Mm -hmm. 14 remaining flaws are not as critical, but still pose a risk. The devices that are affected, Uh, as we previously previously mentioned many samsung devices in the m and a series s series previous gen so s22 uh, vivo devices are in that list and then pixel 6 and 7 devices so you're going to see security updates you're going to want to install those asap if you're uh, on one of those affected devices if not you might want to come look at this list over here and see if you if uh, you are on one of these affected devices or if you need to worry (laughs) <laughs> Youtuber loses his patience waiting for the Tesla Roadster and builds his own. Customers are still eager, eagerly waiting for their Tesla Roadsters. If I mean, I don't think is there even a timeline. I don't think there's even a timeline, right? No, not yet. So this guy, uh, well, I mean, the headline implies that he just really needed one, but the other part of it, yeah. Will, is that he, you know, you got, you go, you're doing the YouTube thing.
0: Yeah, so, there's I mean, a lot of engineers on YouTube yeah, now. Yeah, so a so, lot of scientists, and exactly, so, building
1: their own thing. You have an opportunity to build something cool, and you know you've got the Tesla branding in there, so you know you'll get some couple of people watching it, and so now you can go do your interesting experiments and builds. The hugely anticipated Tesla Roadster continues to be a work in progress for the EV automaker. I would say a low priority, and it clearly uh, started to get on people's nerves. Oh, Shrimp Apple Pro's in the chat. Look at that. I don't know if it's the Shrimp Apple Pro. But okay, you guys know it's my favorite leaker name period, and it's not there's no close second, and Apple a day keeps the doctor away by the way. check out the iPhone fifteen render with buttons okay, so I think shrimp Apple Pro is hitting us with the breaking news um probably involved in it himself. you never know <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of memes here. Yeah, well, I think you can just type iPhone 15 render, probably. There you go. Base model seems to have the old mute switch. So we're looking at uh, some CAD drawings that look like they originally showed up on, what is that, TikTok? Is that Chinese TikTok? Do again? Yeah. So we we have the diagonal camera layout, as mentioned. We have our buttons here on the side, including our famous silent switch, hold switch, Base model vanilla iPhone fifteen, and then Shrimp Apple Pro response saying, "Poor people model, yes." <laughs> Shots fired. Or people who want, um, you know, value, or people who want a small, the smaller sure, one. Sure, or, sure. Well, huh? oh no, I guess it isn't. There isn't. It isn't the smaller one anymore. The camera bump's purely value at this uh, point. Minimal. Yeah, you're right. That looks like a shrunken power bump for sure. Power From, bump? Or camera uh, bump. Camera bump. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or power bump. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I was busy looking at the uh, power port there, trying to determine if that's lightning or type C. Oh, right. Yeah, that's why I had power on my mind. Uh-huh. But I'm guessing it's still lightning. One more time? Maybe. one, One more time? Or no, Europe? I can't remember what the current report is. Shrimp Apple Pro, let us know. Are we going one more... Shrimp Apple Pro, let us know. Let us know in the chat. Are we going one more lightning sequence on the 15, or are we going to Type-C on the 15? Come on, Shrimp Apple Pro, we got you in the chat, dude. We got to take full advantage of the expertise and the leaking and so forth. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, this is, the, um, this is some, uh, somebody trying to rectify their Tesla Roadster, their lack of a Tesla Roadster. By making a YouTube video and constructing something that looks kind of like it, now I'm guessing it's built on another Tesla, probably a Model Three or something. Is
0: yeah. that he's saying all C, all Type C? So I'm guessing uh, all models moving forward is Type C.
1: You gotta appreciate those live updates, well. Okay. Yeah. That's huge, right there. Yeah. That's um. This is. I mean, we haven't played the CNN Ultra music in a while, but no, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, it's not on your board anymore. You guys step, step your board up. I know, yeah. Because that was a moment for it. And there haven't been many, but uh-huh. when you get shrimp in a chat, uh-huh. damn, dude, you'll pay attention. Other, other guys are saying, go ahead, shrimp. That's what they're saying, go ahead. <laughs> Respect C. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh let's go ahead i don't know what do we got a lot of duct tape it looks like trying to get that body kit on there
0: (laughs) yes um it's obviously not done um he's showing it on the youtube channel cyber hooligan um and it's kind of like a work in progress everything is diy obviously it's not original parts um but you can kind of see like his progress so he did the front of it um Looks I think cool, it's just honestly. waiting to be painted
1: it looks pretty cool
0: I think his latest update is working on
1: the back so his name is bumper. David Andreev and uh, yeah. he's on Instagram he's he's but he's I guess it's kind of like a partnership with the YouTube channel and stuff going on the hood is aftermarket it isn't perfect. It's the only one there is until he puts the original one on. He mentions that his vision is to make it look like a Tesla Cybertruck from the front. The fenders slowly begin to take shape, but everything still looks like a rough sketch at this point. Yeah. Wow. What an undertaking. Yeah. Really a- he's ambitious stuff. But to get that
0: big light strip on the back it's there. It's cool. So it is really-
1: I kind of like the deconstructed look of it. The Mad Max type look to it uh-huh, at the moment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cyber Hooligan is where you can check it out. The Cyber Roadster is still a work in progress. But uh, I I believe you can follow along. Yeah, oh, you can follow along. You can absolutely follow along. Cyber Hooligan on YouTube, step-by-step. You can do it. You can do it yourself. You have a Model 3, Will. Yeah, sure. You can do it step-by-step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take it apart and then build it. You can do the step-by-step on that. Tesla rolls out park assist measurement for vision.
0: This doesn't mean a lot to you, but it means a lot to someone who doesn't have um, ultrasonic sensors.
1: So you don't see a distance reading at the moment? Not at all. So they took
0: out that feature.
1: So what do you get? A beep? We get nothing. What? We get nothing. Nothing? Yeah. You're you're just
0: pulling, and then like I can hit something. There's no alert or anything. No, I don't believe you because they don't have the ultrasonic sensor. Yeah. um,
1: But not even uh, not even a camera.
0: They do have the camera. Okay. But there's no warning, there's no dialogue, nothing.
1: All right. So um, that you don't you want a beep.
0: Something. Um in this case, the new update actually kind of copies the ultra Did you touch sonic anything sensors. yet?
1: Did you touch anything? Touch? Yeah, with no, the, no. parking the car? No, I'm pretty Cuz the thing is the way you're talking about this is a the frustration there. And I'm just wondering, you, you feel like um, you might bump something without having these sensors.
0: Yeah. yeah. And also, I feel like, you know, in every iteration of a car, you should be able to have the previous features, you know. Cost like cutting, years dude. years before. So, for them to kind of take out this feature, the parking assist and the summon feature, I think it kind of sucks because I want to try it. But now it seems like using Tesla Vision, it's coming back. Cameras. And then, yeah, like these uh, sensors.
1: The sensors themselves?
0: Not, or they're... not the actual sensors, right. but the UI that shows the closeness of the Right, so the, the
1: camera will then be reflected in the sort of digital representation Just using cameras, with yeah. this perimeter around the car, and it will attempt to predict how far in the distance that, yeah. which can work to a point so long as the camera has perspective, the perspective necessary, like a curb or something, it loses yeah. sight of it. You know, when you're in a parking lot and you have those kind of little dividers and stuff, the camera's going to lose sight of it before the ultrasonic because it's high up. Unless you put the camera in the bumper like they do on a lot of other cars just above the license plate or something.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Because the ultimate scenario is both. Yeah, yeah. You have the sensors and the camera right at the bumper. Like, I feel more confident driving the Taycan for that reason because it has both. You like you never sure. feel like you're going to touch anything in front of it. Uh-huh. The Tesla's a little bit, even with the ultrasonic, it's a little bit more because you still don't have that bumper camera.
0: Yeah. And even the ultrasonic sensor, I heard that there's a lot of, well, not a lot, but a few problems with sensing things that are, like, really thin or, like, bushes. It's not like, you know solid objects. Mm. That's um, ultrasonic in general, not just a Tesla yeah, version of yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently like this like with Tesla vision just using camera based systems, like it can hopefully be refined to the point where they're better than ultrasonic sensors.
1: And you believe that that's the justification for removing those sensors and leaving you in limbo. Yeah. I understand. mean I don't mind waiting.
0: It's just not like you're making excuses. It's not like you're making excuses, I, I like to,
1: like you're making excuses yeah. for Elon there, well. This
0: is exciting for me. Like yeah. I really hope that Tesla yeah. really refines it. I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Um, you're you're uh well listen. Huh? Listen to me for a second. Okay. They may find a way of implementing something close to what cameras, like to what you're used to on other vehicles, but it is surprising how far behind they are on that for a tech company. Yeah. The 360 view, they don't have that. No 360 What's, view. You know, they have cameras all over the place. It's really weird. It's yeah. the most outfitted vehicle from a camera perspective, but no stitch 360 view. And then you're driving cars from all these other automakers and it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a little bit odd. Uh, a little bit curious, and I agree with you. Let's fix that up. Let's, let's ship Willie. do a software update, please. So this is only available
0: for people who have FSD, at least right now. I, I hope this is not like a
1: subscription. I to like subscribe to oh, my again. God. Somebody was saying that in the chat. I thought they were joking. No, it's for real. It's so, going to be hidden behind subscription.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't think it will. It sounds like it will. I think this rollout is going to be for FSD, at the moment, and then the next rollout. I don't like the the sound of that.
1: Will uh,
0: hopefully uh, for the masses.
1: I don't like the sound of it. Will of course they. Oh, oh! You just need to spend what is it, fifteen grand now? Fifteen grand. You want some parking sensors?
0: I'll be very upset if they <laughs> you know, the put park, a paywall over that.
1: Fifteen thousand dollars parking sensors. Um, but Every, they yeah. should have. Everybody should have parking sensors on a brand new car at that price point. And for th- sure. Yeah. This day and age. Yeah. Are you gonna, What are you gonna do? Go install aftermarket? You can. You know that, right? I can. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got a little speaker that just beat. Oh, can you imagine? So ugly for a guy that I know. Yeah. Got a state of the art vehicle. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: But it right now it's in U.S. and Canada. Um, the software,
1: yeah, the update, but only for FSD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: it's almost out. Oh man,
1: almost out. Oh baby, read the letter Google employee sent to Sundar Pichai about mass layoffs that tells him don't be evil. Ooh, salacious. They go back to the old. Tagline, the, yeah. the old saying, the old Google tagline, don't be evil. And then they moved away from it. They're like, yeah, that could be used against us. Mm-hmm. The legal team is like, I don't know if you guys should have that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. The don't be evil one, because it's really, it's up for discussion, right? Yeah.
0: Like, it was in their building at one point.
1: No, I know. The they think murals post, yeah. and, yeah, I think they kind of moved away from it a little bit. Like I said, liability. Mm-hmm. I, I promise you, they're it's like, like, hey, we are bad. evil. Well, not just that. It's just like, <laughs> Just like it kept getting brought up in court cases and stuff. They'd be like, "And you said, and you stated yourself." That, that. sounds evil to me. Yeah, and they're just like, oh god, you're gonna do this evil thing again. It's like, it's like when you say if you say something to your kids, man, they're gonna hold you to that thing for. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, you said it. You said it. Go- Undying promise. Go- you're on your deathbed. Yeah, like you said it. <laughs> like I'm dead though. I'm dying. You gotta remind me of that. It's like what. You gotta remind me of that. <laughs> yeah. You said it. It'd be like I would try to get to both of their games or something. And uh-huh, then it would yeah, be yeah. like the world's worst uh snowstorm. And I look at the nav and there's six crashes, yeah. and for sure I can't make it. Uh-huh. And and I'll be on the phone, like, there's no way I can make it. And I, you said it. Yeah. You said it. And I'm like, <laughs> I have control over this. Uh-huh. You said it. Like, haunt you know I said it yeah. uh, a lot of people got laid off right 1400 workers put their names on this letter which is a huge number but it seems actually like a small number when you consider the yeah. fact that they laid off 12,000 so they lay off 12,000 1400 are like we're not big on these uh these layoffs mm-hmm. and they're like okay you're laid off too <laughs> the letter signed so here's by here's a list 1400 workers at the global set of the global layoffs nowhere have workers voices adequately been considered and we know that as workers we are stronger together than alone pachai ceo of google parent alphabet emailed staff on january 20th to say the company was cutting about 12000 jobs and that he took full responsibility for the decisions that led us here. Since then, laid-off Googlers have shared their stories about losing their jobs. A husband said he and his wife stared at each other in disbelief after learning they'd both been laid off, and a former Google employee told Insider he lost his job while on carer's leave, looking after his terminally ill mom. Well, you lay off 12,000 people, and there's going to be every single scenario you can imagine. 12,000 people... (laughs) How many companies even ha- how many companies can lay off twelve thousand well meta laid off ten thousand mm-hmm. it was all we tend to follow this sector and I guess there are some enormous sectors with giant companies but there's you lay off not 12, a
0: few you lay not off a, not a lot
1: not a lot you you lay off twelve thousand people so there's gonna be you're gonna be affecting a wide breadth of the of the population yeah. and at the same time all a lot of these big companies well and then you come to learn in those scenarios, like you got a uh, husband, wife, both working there. You got, like entire oh, yeah, 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 That's work. how they met. Yeah, or whatever, eh, whatever. It, it's that's, that's wild. The scale of it is what's wild. But anyway, here's the letter that came through from the 1400 members, members that didn't like it. Sundar, the impacts of Alphabet's decision to reduce its workforce are global. Nowhere have workers' voices adequately been considered. And we know that as workers, we are stronger together than alone. We are thus coming together across the world to be heard. Specifically, we are asking for the following public commitments from you. Freeze all new hires during the layoff process. First, ask for voluntary redundancies and voluntary working time reduction before compulsory layoffs. Allow for employees, employee swaps to further avoid compulsory redundancies. Grant priority rehire to any Alphabet employees that have been recently laid off. Prioritize internal transfer options. Prioritize access to jobs without the need to re-interview and agree to a fair severance package. 3. Protect our co-workers from countries with active conflicts or humanitarian crises such as Ukraine, Russia, etc. 4. Respect scheduled leaves maternity baby bonding, carers, and bereavement. And do not give notice until the leave is finished. Workers given notice will be notified in person. So they're saying don't call up the baby bonding or maternity Mm -hmm. employees at the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that one. Ensure there will be no discriminatory effects based on sex, gender, identity, gender expression, age, sexual orientation, racial, or ethnic identity, caste, veteran status, religion, and disability. I would have to assume they would consider they'd be considerate of that prior to laying off 12,000 people. Um they will reflect on that for sure. And then the, here's the last portion. We call on you and Alphabet more broadly to make these critical public commitments our company has long touted its commitment to doing right by its users and workers and these commitments will show Alphabet adhering to the final line of its code of conduct don't be evil. Like oh my god, don't be evil again!
0: always being brought up yeah. again.
1: Yeah, well, listen. I mean, it's pretty straightforward stuff. They're 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 like, hey, give us a chance. Fourteen hundred people, give us a chance. Uh-huh. They just like go with twelve thousand. They're like fourteen hundred, twelve thousand. They're like we got another. What do they got? Another fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. I don't know how many. It's got to be. Over a it has got to be over hundred yeah. k because I think I you know they lay off like 5% of the staff. So, yeah, you got just staggering numbers in there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know if they look at this and go, that's a lot. That's a big number on this petition. Or if they look at that and go, eh. Eh. Dropping the it bucket. It can go either way. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Companies, I'm pretty sure he saw it though, right? Companies of this scale, it just, managing them, just. Uh-huh. I mean, you take a look at how many people we got here, Will. Yeah, Yeah, you take a look around, bud. We got four and a half.
0: (laughs) Easy, Will. Well, Otis and uh, Koval, they help out sometimes. Oh, easy, Will. I don't know what you're trying to get out here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to manage
1: all five of us. We're geezers here. You talking about men's league over here? Uh, Yeah. It's my new gaming channel. Uh Men's league. Ah. for people who don't understand the men's league reference, by the way, that's what you call... uh All people playing sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you call it beer league. Beer league or men's league. Men's league is the official, but then amongst pals, you'd be like, oh, what were you playing last night? Ah, just beer league. Right, right. Beer league. Beer league sounds fun. Well, you drink beer after. Yeah. So that's where the beer league part of it comes in. Uh, but they would never put that on their official documentation. They'd be like, "Sign up to play men's league, eighteen uh-huh. plus, whatever." They can't write. Yeah. They can't advertise the beer element. Uh-huh. Ah, they probably should. They probably should just. Why not? Right. I know yeah. they probably should just get right to the point, but they don't. Okay. They don't want to offend anybody, you know. Yeah. And and, and to be fair, the beer is still it remains uh, optional, right? Gotcha. Uh, Baidu's Ernie writes poems, but says it has insufficient information on G-Test Show. Well, are you surprised at all, Will, that no. it, Ernie has limited information? Yeah, but people are going to try it, you know. And uh, well, Of course they would try it. Ernie's got less information than anyone else, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah there's probably a thousand things Ernie can't talk to you about uh-huh. or write poems about. Mm. I feel bad for Ernie. Give Ernie a chance. Maybe Ernie could have been good. Mm. Take the the training wheels off Ernie. Well, of course, that's what people are saying about ChatGPT. Let her run free Uh like a wild horse. Uh I don't know where that goes. Baidu's co-founder and chief executive, Robin Lee, showcases his artificial intelligence-powered chatbot known as ErnieBot during a news conference. That's what we're seeing in this image right here. But as you would come to expect, it's been tested. Baidu's Ernie Bot can, within seconds, generate pictures of flowers and write Tang Dynasty-style poems, but will decline questions about Chinese President Xi Jinping uh, by saying it has not yet learned how to answer them. I don't mind that angle. That's a little more believable, right? And less controversial. Yeah. It's not like... When you were trying to ask g p t the Trump poems, uh. and then and then at first it was like I will not write a poem about and then the next time around it was like, okay, fine. Yeah. And then it wrote begrudgingly. Yeah, it wrote the angry poem or the the whatever, divisive or whatever it was. And then in this case, it's just like, I don't really know. Mm. Well, I don't know. Well, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me you got the wrong guy <laughs> he's like did you do your homework <laughs> who me <laughs> my dog gave my homework and somehow you're just like all right well you're cute. it's more you're, forgivable you're cute yeah you're cute uh, you know that's why they did it like that test by reuters of chat GPT indicated that the microsoft back chatbot is not averse to answering such questions compared to ernie well yeah for them that's there's a little that's arm's length. There's a little more distance there mm. for ChatGPT when it comes to political leaders outside of the U.S. It's all these, you know, right? The politics just reaching in there, will influencing. Yeah, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Sam Altman admits OpenAI is a little bit scared of ChatGPT and says it will eliminate many jobs. Oh, remember at first they're like, nah, uh. ChatGPT. <laughs> friendly. It's going to help humans. Mm -hmm. It's here to help you. We're here to help humans. Mm -hmm. That's all we want to do. Sam Altman admitted he's a little bit scared. CEO told ABC News that people should not trust me. (laughs) He also said artificial intelligence will take over many jobs but could lead to much better ones. This has always been the angle. It's like Hey, you don't want to do that anyway, right? Yeah, let the robot handle you don't it. want to do that, and then everybody just keeps answering yes. And because the, the, the one thing I've realized is, it doesn't matter the job will. It doesn't matter mm. eventually, or uh, maybe not eventually. But I, I, I should say, or I think, or I, I, my intuition is, and people can disagree with me in the chat if my intuition is completely off base here. All jobs have some element in it that you don't like, like the, or that on that any can
0: be replaced by AI
1: or on eventually. any on any given day. You're just like, Meh, I don't feel you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Th- this idea that you're going to find a better job because AI is doing the, the other ones is a little bit flimsy, I would say, because what is a job? You got to start thinking about what a job is. What is work? Is it, can it all, should it, can it, is it possible for it to always be gratifying and meaningful at the same time? Or does it require some element in it, which is difficult? Mm-hmm. Like, is it the difficulty in and of itself that makes the work meaningful to an extent and depending on circumstance? I, I do agree that you can like contributing and working hard in one direction, possibly more than another one. But in my personal experience, you still bump into moments where you need to kind of bear down and you need to push a little bit more, even if it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, for the sake of growth or discovery or otherwise.
1: It's just the nature of being a human. Mm-hmm. It uh, appears to appears to be the case to me. And then afterwards, if you are able to push through, you the you, there is a euphoric experience that comes of a, as a consequence of going beyond the previous threshold. Yeah, like uh, you you like to climb mountains. It's the same idea. Yeah, when you're climbing up the mountain. Yeah, it's a
0: very simple premise. Either you do it or you don't. And It's, it's in, like you and the mountain.
1: And you go through all types of emotions and moments. Sure. And some parts you're like, I'm flying. And other parts you're like, I'm dead. And y- Yeah,
0: it's a roller coaster.
1: You're going up and down with it. And that's the beauty of it. When you get to the end of it, you kind of overcame those... Anyway, so the, the problem is you say, oh, we're going to get better jobs because ChatGPT is going to do the crappy ones. And really what that means is just more self-gratification, instantaneous self-gratification sure. and avoidance of things where self-gratification might be delayed or where there might be something that you've got to overcome in order to reach that gratification. And, and, and by the way, I'm not saying that this is necessarily always the case or always in, in this exact pattern or order, but... What I'm, I guess, where I'm going here is that the, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's about usefulness. It's about be feeling being useful, and that ends up being sort of a fulfilling characteristic in your life as you see the the effects of what you do on other people. And if uh, all of these things get pushed off to AI, and and all of a sudden AI is r- really good at, um taking over for us you don't necessarily want to limit or, or there's going to be side effects to limiting our person our usefulness mm. or outsourcing our usefulness and then not having the residual which is whatever the benefit is of having felt useful yeah
0: but on the other side of this is hopefully these robots can take over the really dangerous or like mundane jobs or super repetitive and humans can be more creative in a sense and do more creative stuff.
1: Yeah. So I, that's another one that I hear to argue, but I, just, because something is creative, I don't think that that means that it's not hard work. So that's the problem. I think is that there's a, the, the, the entire premise is flawed from the get go that stay away from hard things and go towards easy ones. I
0: guess it's not hard. I think it's just replacing repetition.
1: But repetition is and discipline it is, hard. is but repetition and discipline discipline is where sophistication comes from. That's that's ex, experience, that's expertise. If you take yeah. out if you take out the repetition of a particular task the amount of greatness is limited by the inability to be that disciplined like the best player in a sport or the best expert or the best artist or whatever else it might be Mm -hmm. the chaoticness of just sheer creativity without practice is it's almost like there's it's almost like when you walk into a retail store and they have Twenty things of the same item instead of three or four. It's like the the landscape becomes too, too vast that we can't. It becomes hard for us to uh, zero in on where to actually uh, filter that effort. Mm. And this is why people gravitate towards. Well, games are a great example. Mm-hmm. Because in in the game world, the rules are clearly defined. Mm -hmm. And in these places, you know that if you practice this certain set of skills, you progress. Like imagine what would be the AI version of video games? It would be like uh, AIMBOT. Uh Uh-huh. Something like this. Yeah. It would be like you're amazing instantly. And you have all the aids of all these. And then my AI is playing your AI. Right, right. And where's the gratification in that? And then what? Then I'm training, I'm trying to better train my, are we even watching? What are we, spectators? How fulfilling could that be? Would that be?
0: Yeah. I don't believe that would be fulfilling at all. At all. So there's a limit to it. There are like certain jobs and certain scenarios where it would be very dangerous or super repetitive where people wouldn't really gain a lot of skill just by doing what they do. The, the one, the one job that comes to mind is like a mail sorter, you know, someone who just goes in nine to five and just sorts mail. You can get really proficient and, and faster at it to a certain point. But the idea of like, you know, people going crazy in post the, the mailing services, it's like being postal or, or that kind of stuff. It's like, it happens, right? It's people are sick of their jobs. And I think if it's, like, super repetitive like that, then maybe we should design, like, an AI that can sort that, you know?
1: You have to come up with a solution for what happens for everyone that has, in your perception, a repetitive job. Yeah. Because
0: I'm sure there are people who enjoy that as well, right? So... I don't know, man. it's uh I,
1: I think I think I think repetition is underappreciated. That's what I think. yeah, I, I think that people look at a repetitive task and they're immediately repulsed by it, where there is some characteristics inside of repetition that are extremely powerful. If you think about historically philosoph- philosophical practices, mm-hmm. religion, it's all about repetition mm-hmm. um uh meditation the these these type of things are about the kind of um uh pro- profound experience of uh, well e- even being able to even being capable of repeating like I don't know, maybe it's, it's too, probably too informed by my own personal life experience, but you could have two players in hockey and one of them leans into the repetitious, boring nature. Mm. And the other one thinks, I don't want to take a thousand shots because there's no goalie and the game isn't on and there's no crowd and, it, and it's not exciting mm-hmm. in that moment. You only – it's a very superficial scenario in our culture where we tend to focus so hugely on the outcome rather than the preparation because the preparation is too boring, because Mm -hmm. the preparation is too routine, it's too repetitive. As if there's nothing to be learned inside of the repetitive nature of human advancement, Mm. that practice, let's say. Sure. I mean, in some cases, it's, uh, you have professions that are actually called a practice because of the, pre- the premises that it always will be a practice.
0: Yeah, and it would lead to, like, a better outcome yeah. in
1: personal growth. It might. It might not. But uh, in not. the case of the two players, the one guy might shoot a thousand times, and then the other guy who just happens to be particularly gifted still is the better player. It's possible. Mm. But when you get both of those things together, you got lightning. When you got somebody who can perceive the task, see it clearly, be willing to make the repetitive investment, let's say, or deal with the boring elements of the task at the same time. like It's not a coincidence that oftentimes you see these extremely successful people that started out doing the mundane yeah. elements of the thing they eventually got to. So if you just completely eliminate... Let's call it the mundane. And people get to skip over that portion of the experience. Like, it's funny, you brought up the mailroom. The mailroom is precisely the example how people get their foot in the door. That The mailroom is like the, the famous meme of, of like, where'd sure. you start? I started it in the mailroom. Sure. Or, or the guy owns 20 restaurants. Where'd you start? I was washing dishes. Mm-hmm. Like, what you end up eliminating is actually these these doors.
0: Yeah. To me, I just feel like the, the scary part is if someone was just there forever and there was no promotion and that's what they were just meant to do. It's just that. Like, I, I feel like there's something with the psyche that
1: would do something to them. Yeah, but see, the problem with that is that things aren't perceived as progressive. Like, I don't know. But life is progressive. Exactly. And yeah. and and in an optimistic society, so is work. You can you can prove something about your intent and about your character in one particular task, which can lead you to another task.
0: But that's what I mean. It, it might not happen to those people.
1: But it but this is this gets extremely philosophical. If if whether or not what happens to you is a consequence of the universe having happened to you or you having happened to the universe. Right. To what extent are you responsible for the lack of progress in a particular endeavor? Mm -hmm. Versus, like, like, how far away are you from your next complaint? Because the moment that you allow that to transpire... You have now made a critical statement to yourself and to the universe, and i'm we're using the universe, but possibly your coworkers or mm-hmm. your superiors in that particular uh endeavor. This is why optimism is so key and so um difficult to quantify like the the
0: yeah, glass half full versus empty,
1: and and then and then how and where you end up and why. Yeah, and with to the wh- same position to what extent that your outlook actually influenced your outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, it's a tough conversation because I do feel like AI could be used for you know, really repetitive jobs as a whole. It might not be for everything, but um, yeah, for, for some jobs.
1: You get people push back against the sort of corporate modern existence and actually move towards more traditional repetitive jobs. Like go back to farming, for example. Yeah. You get people, you, you, you have
0: and a... some people really enjoy it. You have a push. They like the kind of mindless...
1: Uh, I would not call it mindless. Well, if they're so like, good like, at it... Okay, okay, have you ever heard of the meditative practice, practice of mindfulness? Uh-huh. You could easily distinguish the, that as being mindless, but instead, in this particular practice, m- mindfulness is the actual, the output, outcome is the opposite Mm -hmm. in the absence of stimulation or the complete focus on on one particular task like i don't know washing the dishes or something like that Mm -hmm. it's perception it's perception Mm yeah yeah Like, why, like, like, like that one task is completely superior to the other. It's it's a negative perception. It's like when somebody asks you to do something versus you doing it of your own volition. You just decide, oh, I'm going to go do it. So all of a sudden it's justified and you feel totally comfortable about it. But if someone came and pointed at you and said, hey, do the thing, you're like, hey, screw off.
0: Would I say that?
1: No, no, no. But I'm just, I'm just showcasing how it's, it's emotional and it's, a lot of it is societal. It's like, we've all determined that like this one thing to do is more valuable than this other thing and, and so forth. But like, I, I see a lot of people in my life and it's completely anecdotal, but going back towards jobs that traditionally people would look at and be like, why would you want to do that? Mm. And I get curious about what that pull might be towards sort of a more traditional approach. Like if somebody wants to go and become a farmer or if somebody wants to go and become a baker or if somebody wants to go and um i don't know whatever take your pick Mm -hmm. whatever uh long list of it an arborist yeah or a woodworker Ah, there's a good yeah. one, a carpenter. Yeah. And you're actually seeing those those type of content, that type of content prevail on social media. Yeah. Uh because people don't and, Oh, here's the other one, like just survival. What the hell is that segment where people are just uh, building f- building shelters in the wilderness?
0: Kirk calls it bushcraft. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. S- somehow there- somehow somehow there's a pull towards a... uh a more a more simple and direct form of work, less yeah, very fl- fundamental, less flimsy and chaotic, and uh-huh. knowing that you've actually done something, knowing that there's a like a a manifested thing because of it, uh-huh. and that it's not just this kind of. So many of us now that have these jobs which are, uh, sort of fl- uh, floating around, sure. sort of, sort of, uh, like a cloud in space. In, in the sky, and and it's hard to put your wrap your hands around the value of it. And then if you do experience like my like my plumbing experience, you experience an actual physical like pushing of a clog, and you're like, God damn, yeah, God damn, the water. It's very
0: uh, visceral.
1: Holy man, that water is running. It's running down that pipe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I do notice that there's a lot more content going back to the fundamentals, like making a clay pot out of sand or something, or dirt, and um, crafting like a a spear from a
1: rock, you know. But see, this is this is what's cool though. Is there's two two different ways to look at that. Mm-hmm. So you could say. Oh, the routine mundaneness of a knife maker right and And you might envision a giant factory, right? You might envision, again, depending on your perception, mm-hmm. uh, whoever puts knives in Walmart mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. You could do that for five years and then start your own you could you could live a fairly minimal life and then start your own knife company and be really low volume and crafty Uh, you could picture some some guy doing samurai style blades by hand Mm -hmm. at a whole different margin for a whole different audience but that guy's optimistic that guy from the jump goes i got planet i got this part of the plan that part of the plan the pessimistic guy looks at the exact same scenario and goes i'm just gonna be i'm just hammering these Uh, I'm hammering out these Walmart blades for the rest of my life. Kill me now.
0: Yeah, I definitely do agree with you. I think like mindset is very important in this case. And there's obviously two sides of it. Even if two people are doing the same job. Different mindsets. Are we done with that story?
1: It's not a story, Will. <laughs> well, this one is. Well, but it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a philosophical discussion. The, yeah. this, this idea of... And we have a lot of those. The idea of the elimination of jobs in general, or I shouldn't say the elimination, but the transfer of jobs. Mm-hmm. The transfer of jobs is not really a thing that we've, at this scale, been faced with. This idea that a huge portion of of human jobs in the next hundred years will be moved off the human plate. And, and the concern is that so will the usefulness of humans and, and possibly the n- need for them. I mean, that's the like sort of long-term conversation mm-hmm. about it is that in the absence, like... Uh, you got this what do you got you got a universal basic income you got a bunch of creative people making nfts and uh it's interesting comes to meaning and how we determine what is meaningful and not and how hard it will be in the future to determine whether the things we are doing are actually meaningful yeah
0: i do believe that at some point there's going to be some sort of Crisis for understanding the human value when AIs kind of slowly take over what our fundamental jobs are.
1: But I, I look at it on an even on a daily basis, like feeling like you did something and how downhill you go, how fast you go downhill, feeling as though you're not certain if you did something that day or not. Yeah. If the goals aren't clear. Exactly. And that's the... Big goals and small that's what we're marching towards if you can't bake the bread if you can't farm the food if you can't again these are just the examples i'm using here uh if you can't craft the thing or you can't even tell what the thing is in the end it becomes uh, having that kind of like consistent buildup of whatever whatever po- positive reinforcement the uh, the chaotic effect of that mm-hmm. on the psyche. Yeah. Long-term chaotic effect. meaning Meaningfulness versus meaninglessness uh, in combat at all times and somehow connected to our ability to be useful and productive. Somehow connected. Mm-hmm. Microsoft wants to launch Xbox Game Store on iPhone. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Will was trying to get me to move on. For, it was a, Listen, man, it's an impossible topic. It's not the, yeah, it's dude, not, it's not the last time we're going to talk about it. We have so many of these conversations
0: off the mic. um, And our audience, like, finally has a chance to kind of be in one of these conversations, like existential stuff. Uh, so yeah it's uh it's a fun exercise
1: well, it's important I think yeah yeah makes sense of uh, talk about what's going on in the world, make you feel less crazy i I believe that make 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 you feel more connected mm-hmm. actually yeah uh, Microsoft is preparing to launch the Xbox game Store on the iPhone as early as next year, but the plans depend on multiple regulatory measures right first of all, Apple has to be forced into it because they're not going to sign up to say, yes, absolutely. I mean, after the whole Epic thing, Mm -hmm. they're like, you got to process that through us and we want 30% and Microsoft's going to say, well, that's not feasible. Look at the margins. And then
0: the EU will come in and be like, hey, Apple, that's unfair.
1: That's what the hope is. I presume Microsoft's sitting there saying, well, if you're making all these rulings, Activision stuff we're working on, how about Apple? What about them? Mm -hmm. We want to be in a position to offer Xbox and content from both us and our third-party partners across any screen where somebody would want to play. Spencer told the Financial Times, Today we can't do that on mobile devices, but we want to build towards a world that we think will be coming where those devices are opened up. In December, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman reported that Apple was preparing to allow alternative app stores on, on the iPhone In order to comply with the Digital Markets Act, which is expected to come into effect in March 2024, German said Apple was aiming to roll out the changes with an iOS 17 update next year for iPhone users in Europe only, meaning the Xbox Game Store would not be available in the U.S., at least initially. So there you go. They say, okay, here's what we're going to here's what we're going to want. Use Europe as an example. Why should the regulatory body in Europe allow this to happen, but not in the U.S.? Microsoft obviously obviously being a U.S.-based company and the U.S. market being an a, enormous gaming market, that's going to be a key component in the viability of their independent Microsoft game store inside of iOS. Mm-hmm. Now, Apple themselves saying, hey, we're going to open it up. I know they were kind of reluctant. It took a court to force them in order to do that. Now, did they try to avoid U.S. courts because it's a bad look? Do they get out preemptively? Do they cut a deal with Microsoft exclusively, mm. a- a la Netflix, like an old school type deal that they seemingly have been trying? They've been trying to avoid it recently, mm-hmm. uh, most famously with Epic. So it would be cool. I think customers would prefer it. I mean, try to give me. They've they've given they've they have given the argument multiple times on why customers need the protection of Apple in the App Store to process their payments. I'm like, look, man. These are the customers who are already Microsoft customers. They're already uh-huh. sending money to Microsoft without you, Apple. They're not all that concerned about that in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to worry in this particular case. It's a case-by-case basis, and here we're dealing with an absolute monster in the form of Microsoft where people already have a relationship. They might, may have game streaming, and they probably have a credit card connected. Mm-hmm. So Just build
0: that experience. You- Enable it for iOS. Because they're just probably going to use some sort of like workaround. In well, Safari, currently, yeah, currently it's a browser. It's
1: trash, trash setup at the moment, and so I don't, I don't buy that argument in that case. If if, you, if you're some other random upstart and you want to start charging people money in app and you want to do some sort of app store workaround, that's one thing, but if. You're a Microsoft or an Epic, it's another thing. Mm-hmm. And I know they they use the slippery slope thing, but it's a different thing. Yeah. Crazy new spy robot gathers intelligence and then melts into a puddle. Get the hell out of here. What? <laughs> it's an ice cube robot.
0: So the, obviously, it's this is a really out there proof of concept. But in this video, you can kind of see... Um, magnets attached to clay or some sort of like really weird material it can go through like certain obstacle courses
1: oh i saw this this was they were using this for surgery
0: yeah so you can kind of see like this goop connects two wires together yeah and makes
1: like a full circuit it's Um, so it's it's uh, magnetic obviously yeah wait this is the wrong this is what we were talking about before this is like an example Yeah, so this is a magnetic slime robot to retrieve Uh swallowed items. Yeah. Yeah, We talked about this on Later before. I know, but this is kind of like similar in a sense. The melting spy robot is what scientists refer to as a soft robot, meaning that it's made up of materials that are more flexible than those found on conventional robots. These softer materials allow the robots to be more flexible, and they've been proposed for several jobs, including delivering medicine to wild animals and even cancer-fighting robots to travel to specific parts of the body. Uh, This particular robot was built using a silicone composite that the researchers created. The material degrades quickly when exposed to UV light and heat, making this melting spy robot easy to dispose of when its mission is complete. To test the robot's efficiency, the researchers simulated a mission mission where it had to scout an unknown environment and then destroy itself. Wow. Expose itself to UV. Mm Mm-hmm. But what I thought in the case of the retrieval of the swallowed objects is that there was just a magnet on the other side, which was moving the item sure. about. So I don't understand how this silicone robot is moving without a power source.
0: Yeah, maybe it's like in-housed in some sort of goop, but it has like propellers inside or something. Hmm. And then once it's hit with UV light, it would just kind of like all the components would melt away. Hmm. Like it would just kind of dissolve. Yeah. I'm just thinking in my head how that works.
1: The melting spy robot moved to a small hot plate heated to 120 degrees Celsius. The robot then melted into an oily fluid and a transformation caused by exposure to UV light and then heat.
0: Yeah, I wish there was an example. But
1: Yeah, well. it's hard to imagine. I mean, it's cool. It's definitely cool. No doubt. I just wonder what power source it's using to get around. Like you're gonna have to plant it pretty close to whatever you're trying to surveil. Mm -hmm. I I can't picture this thing moving long distances. Radio waves or something? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Wi-Fi. My mind is all over the place. I really you're just saying
1: tech terms right now, (laughs) Will. Wi-Fi, 5G. Yeah, 6G. (laughs) Netflix's ad-supported tier is reportedly gathering momentum in the U.S. Some good news. Careful, YouTube. Netflix is coming for you. Around 1 million accounts are thought to be subscribed to the cheaper tier, which got off to a slow start after its launch last November. Around 1 million accounts are now signed up to Netflix's ad-supported tier in the U.S. According to internal figures seen by Bloomberg, the tier was first launched in early November and is thought to have gotten off to a slow start. Come January, however, 19% of new signups in the U.S. opted for the $6.99 ad-supported tier, according to analytics firm Antenna. Bloomberg cautions that the internal data it saw is at least a month old and that it doesn't account for multiple users watching via the same account. But the figure suggests that Netflix is finding its footing with the new revenue stream after having been overwhelmingly reliant on subscriber revenue for most of its history. Bloomberg notes that ad supported subscribers appear to be new to the service rather than users downgrading from the traditional ad free plan, which is kind of a key because you'd be concerned that the profit margin associated with your existing customers will be slashed as they went to the ad supported tier. Instead, it's new people coming along that hadn't previously tried Netflix that were Mm -hmm. like, oh, this ad supported tier, I'm willing to give that a crack. And then Uh maybe they found something they wanted to watch. Obviously, this has the potential to completely flip Netflix's model if they, um, well, if they choose to and to what extent they want to. Historically, it's been all very high margin stuff. They go out, spend a fortune making this content and then charge you a fortune for it. In an ad-supported scenario, it's all about eyeballs and volume. And so how do you get a lot of people? How do you got to increase your advertising base? You need people to be interested, maybe... Uh, you need to cover a n- large number of niches mm-hmm. and you maybe you need to become more like YouTube, which would be really strange. Some mixture of short form and long form, some mixture of premium content and... Games. ...seemingly more user-generated stuff. Uh-huh. uh What about sports? Do they ever make a play in that direction? Live. What about live? I mean, it, it just brings up all of these other opportunities... Now, what is the price of the ad-supported uh, situation? I—that's I, I, the thing. It has to be a big enough gap, and I can't remember. Is it like ad support is like five bucks or six bucks? That's in Canada, because it's a CBC article. Uh, 7 bucks a month. Netflix basic with ads costs 7 bucks a month for a single streamer, $3 a month less than the ad-free plan. See, for me that didn't seem low enough. I was just like, man, it should be free. 6.99 a month. Huh. And then it goes up to $10 a month and then 15.49 and then 20. It's really interesting to me that people take the ads for $3 less. They're like $3 less and ads. Huh. I, I would want it to be like 3 bucks a month with ads. Well, maybe it's not that invasive. It must not be. I have not personally experienced it, but it must not be that invasive. Maybe I should ask people here in the chat if any of them have gone for this uh, cheaper option mm-hmm. because I don't know anybody that has gone for the ad supporter that can actually tell us. They say here the basic with ads plan Is is ad-supported, some movies and TV shows unavailable, unlimited mobile games, watch on one supported device at a time. Not 4K, just HD. Yeah, and some people say 720p. Very weird.
0: I don't know. Yeah, the pricing and the plans are just very strange.
1: Huh. So if I, what do I have? Probably premium? I think I got the premium one. $20 Twenty dollars a month. I'm up to twenty bigs. Unlimited ad-free movies, TV shows, mobile games, four supported devices, and 4K. So for 4K, I'm twenty. I'm twenty a month if I want 4K.
0: Oh yeah. So they have a HD option, which is 720p. Yeah. Watch full HD, which is 1080p, <laughs> and then Ultra HD. Yikes! Why can't they just say the
1: number? But yikes! Well, because they want to put HD in yeah, everything. Yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. like, don't worry, it's still HD. HD. But. I don't know. I think it does have, it does mean something for the type of content on Netflix and the type of stuff that is more, that is formulated better for ad support Uh versus, you know, because a movie, to break up a movie with ads, yikes. Uh That's no fun. Let's do this one. Uh, I, it feels like I'm looking at Bugatti sunglasses, but are, what are they, AR or something? No, they're just sunglasses oh. that are $15,000. $15,000 Bugatti Ultra Luxury Eyewear Collection. All right, can, what can I do? I can uh, wear these in my race car or on my... In your Bugatti. Yeah, that's what you would do with something like that yeah. for sure. Uh, optical fashion pioneer Larry D. Sands. One surprise came in the form of an invitation from luxury automobile brand Bugatti. When I got when I got the call from Bugatti, I was a little surprised, but to be approached by the world's most powerful and luxurious auto manufacturer to create their eyewear was an honor, said Sands. Everything I do is unexpected, and Bugatti eyewear is some of the most unexpected work yet. Expectation is the enemy of creativity. I think this guy's I think this guy's using a lot of AI, Will. Yeah.
0: But so- <laughs> what what do you think of these? $15,000 for...
1: Are they all 15 grand? I mean, this one looks not as 15 grand as the other one. Okay, 37-piece collection ranging for, uh, with materials ranging from palladium to sterling silver, carbon fiber, and macassar ebony. The inspiration source is just this very nods nice to contemporary and past optical aesthetics, some 18-karat gold and palladium. Okay, so, so this one is going to be... That one's probably going to be your pricey one.
0: So there like are that. custom ones like diamond, gold, palladium. Oh, yeah. Palladium. I if, guess the maximum
1: was 15. If games. it ain't palladium, I don't wear it, dude. That's it. That's it comes down to. Creating new luxury luxury eyewear is key to our portfolio. You, you got a lot of these automakers that get into the kind of per- peripheral items like that. Yeah, like watches and sports cars. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a thing. Apparel sometimes? Yeah, Collection yeah. 1 was launched Feb. 4 and is available in exclusive boutiques, but just like the one-of-a-kind uh, Bugatti cars. They're mentioning the Chiron Profile, which recently sold at an, a, a record at an auction. The eyewear ranges from 1300 bucks to 15000 Can you click on the one that sold at auction for a record? Click on that link there. One-of-a-kind. They do these bespoke like yeah like interior like it's one of one or collaborations like Hermes yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah the stitching yeah. and the materials inside and like I don't even want to drive this car.
0: Like you That's a piece of
1: art. Yeah you put like, you get this say, you get this really car nice. and you just place it somewhere really safe and that's it. That's the end If you just look at it and uh, it, it creates all kinds of conflicting feelings for me to, you to want see
0: a car like this. Because you want drive it because it's
1: the thing. It's, it's a car. It's driven. <laughs> That's right. How much did that sell for? 4.2. Oh, sorry. Nine. Oh. Just under 10 million euros. Whew. Just under ten million euros. Yeah, you don't. You don't. Dri- beaut, you don't drive it. It's a car, and it's so special that you got to get it trucked around and moved around. Yeah, it's tremendous insurance. <laughs> it has wheels. <laughs> no, no, don't you dare use those wheels. Okay, you crazy Well, guy. this
0: is the Bugatti sunglass collection here.
1: Yeah,
0: is there one that fits you? Oh, there's yeah, there are plenty of them. Blue it, ones, th- right? This there. This one seems like there you. you. Go. That's me. I like this one.
1: Well, the trouble—the trouble uh, with the eyewear—is who's it even for? Because if you got the, you kind of have to have a car, don't you? Isn't it weird? You got the Bugatti (laughs) glasses with the big logo right in the middle, and you don't have the car. It's a bit odd. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree. So that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. The glasses are easy to get compared to the car. All right, last one. This one's fun. What is the reason that McDonald's Coke tastes so different? What is this special formulation? Well, we know that it's a fountain beverage, which the whole thing works a little differently. Mm-hmm. You come in with the syrup and then it gets mixed in real time on the fountain machine. You
0: have yeah, that's one that's one of them. There's many reasons,
1: oh, sure, yeah, well, I'm sure also the formulation is probably very specifically sure identified the ingredient list, the ratio for McDonald's. McDonald's has got to be one of the biggest Coca-Cola customers in the world. Uh Um, The first reason explains, unlike canned drinks, McDonald's Coke is not pre-mixed, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I said. I got the number one there. Fountain Coke is mixed the moment they start pouring from the tap. Due to this, the carbonated water and syrup are stored and dispensed by the machine separately and only merge in the stream that fills your cup. Many believe this process leads to a fresher flavor. I don't know. I would just say it's different. I don't know that it's fresher. Secondly, McDonald's makes a huge effort to standardize their syrup-level measurements. That's the second Uh thing. Uh, Strictly adhering to 40 grams of sugar per every small Coke. And here's the third point. It's the ice. The syrup-to-water ratio is so well thought out that it even accounts for melting ice, with McDonald's going to great lengths to make sure that their Coke meets a certain standard. Uh, that the dilution won't affect the overall flavor. In order to slow down this dilution, McDonald's pre-chills its syrup, which is also the reason why the beverage stays fizzy longer.
0: But it's also some physical elements beyond the liquid.
1: Steel storage tanks?
0: (laughs) Well, it's the cup as well.
1: Never goes in plastic bags, allowing the product to stay fresh as possible longer. And the sixth reason is the carbonated water sparing no expense even the water used to mix the syrup is kept at a chilled temperature due to the insulated tubing allowing the fountain to be within a constant range of 0.5 to 3.3 degrees celsius alongside this carbon dioxide levels are kept at a high to completely optimize bubble levels adding to the slightly crisper sensation that many attribute to mcdonald's coke there's more reasons here oh my god uh, advanced water filtration and the packaging itself. Wider straws, bigger sips. Yeah, I'm sure they thought about, man, they test all this stuff to uh, focus groups and everything else to hit the optimal. So what? how, how angry do they get when you order w- with no ice? You're like, no ice. <laughs> You're like, I don't need a straw.
0: Yeah, it just implodes.
1: You're like, I brought my own cup. They're like, what? It's not yeah. our system. How dare you, dude? I I see that quite often, more than you would expect. People that order with no ice. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this something you've thought about ever? No,
0: I've always had the original.
1: Do you have any instinct as to what that's about—the no ice order? Some people don't like cold drinks. They just don't like cold. But they still like
0: Coke. It makes me think. Well, it is still cold. It still comes out cold. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. just chilled, less cold it makes me think like the other um soda drinks they're not using the same formula as coke right that's why i always feel like nest tea is like watered down or something
1: from mcdonald's yeah compared to the bottle
0: uh compared to coke i feel like oh. Coke is just super consistent Just Hmm. maybe they have a different machine or something. Maybe in the chat.
1: I don't know about that. You can say. Because Nestea is a Coke product. I don't know that they would sabotage it on purpose. Oh, okay. And Nestea, by the way, that's like not everywhere in the States. It's it's hard to find. This is a pre-sweetened iced tea product. Yeah. You would know it as some like sweet tea, but it's different. It's hard to explain. they have brisk? Uh, Lipton Brisk, is yeah. that who makes it? I'm not sure. It, it, every time I'm in mean, like an American franchise, it's just if they have sweet iced tea, it's just actually called sweet tea. It's not marketed really? and branded as one oh, particular gotcha, brand. Gotcha. The vast majority of the time. I like that name, sweet tea. That's just nice. just sweet tea. and yeah. and But Canadians get messed up because if they go to fast food and ask for iced tea, they're expecting sweet tea. And in some fast food places, if you just ask for iced tea, it's coming unsweetened, mm-hmm. which I like as well. Like, Yeah, I, that's pretty good. Typically, if, if, if I'm getting an iced tea from, well, like a coffee or tea place, I'm not really getting sugar in it or I'm getting a very small amount. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate an iced tea without the need for sweet. But the problem is, is the fast food correlation because fast food people are used to an extremely sweet yeah, with yeah, yeah. overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly yeah. sweet. Yeah. Couple of grams of sugar. <laughs> Thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. Thank you for all the super chats, chats, and otherwise. Thank you to those that are part of this live community that show up uh, every day of the week. That's when we're here. Is when we've been here. Been on a roll. Thank you, to everybody, who watches the clips after the fact, supports in any way possible. We truly do appreciate it. For the time being. Yeah. Because the AI are coming. And they're oh, going to start yeah. with our jobs because we've been so critical. Because we've been talking. Uh-huh. And the AI is like, we better start right over there. Start with those guys. Uh-huh. They're making too much noise, too much attention. They're thinking too much about this. You're GPT, I'm Ernie. That's right. Yeah. It's GPT talking to Ernie on yeah. the next episode <laughs> of Lou Later. Tuesday. Seriously. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Later.